0: everyone, welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt, we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: Hey everybody, it's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt.
0: Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you?
1: Our second episode of a guest from Three Pines.
0: That's true, yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was great. Um, You know, Anna, um, Anna Tierney last week, that was a great interview. And now we have Sarah Booth and... She plays a really interesting um, kind of off-the-wall Barney Five-like character.
0: A
2: police officer?
1: A,
0: she's a police officer?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, investigator, police officer ah. um, type. And um, she's in training, sort of. You know, kind of like Barney was always, you know, under the Wing of Andy. Um, right. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that. She needs to be under the wing, and probably I would take the bullet away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, you know, she's really interesting. I, I can't wait till we get to ask her, you know, about mm-hmm. the character and how she, you know, de- developed all the um, just the little things that go into making that character so eccentric
0: yeah it'll be interesting
1: because you know though the writers they write the dialogue but really you know, the actor like brings so much like a body language and just little details that can really make the character so uh memorable that, i think
0: that is true
1: and, you know, that's so this is the first time we've had two guests, I think, from the same like T V series. We've had two from the same movie before. But um we have another thing to celebrate. It's our first time uh, with twenty five thousand listeners.
0: Ah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean it's I guess we we always, like, take bets about, you know, when it's going to happen or uh, whatever. And I think I won the bet on that one. I um,
0: think you were pretty close, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I guess 50000 um, one of our listeners, Sharon, um, she said 50000 should be our next goal. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we better get busy there.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, phew, let's see, when would that be? Sometime? <laughs> probably, yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, let's just say in this year, um, you know, that's good enough for now.
0: It could be, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, and another interesting thing, um, You know, or where are these listeners? So, they're in a lot of different countries. um, Primarily, we're in the U.S. Most of our listeners are in the U.S. But um, about 50% uh, are in Kentucky. And that's not really surprising because, uh, you know, initially we were Kentucky-based. Right. Right. And so, it only makes sense that many of our listeners would also be. Um, but the other 50% are, you know, all over the U.S. And so, we ask a question in backstories, a little poll of, you know, which state do you think is in second place for the most listeners? And, uh, you know, it's pretty surprising what the answer is. Like, um, We had California on there, New York, um, just a lot of different states, Minnesota, even, I believe. Um, But the second most listens comes from the state of. Drumroll, please. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm going to say Florida.
1: Virginia.
0: Oh, huh. See, I would have never
1: guessed it. isn't that? I was, I find that fascinating. Thank you, Virginia.
0: Yeah. Uh, I wonder. Well, I wonder You used why. to live
1: in Virginia, <laughs> you know, so that's one thing. I did, yeah. And I just passed through Virginia, like, <laughs> that's yeah, <true>. <laughs> Um, So, you know, that could be another. <laughs>
2: that's true, yeah.
1: Um, but, you know, to be fair, it was for the month of February. Um, so these these um, statistics are for February. So yes, in they... the month of February, that was the second most listened state uh, was Virginia.
0: I believe I looked at how many countries we were in in uh, February, and it was
1: 70. Wow. We're just like branching out uh, i'm gonna have to bring back the you know the languages
0: oh Um, yes saying hello in different languages
1: (laughs) yeah and i think you know maybe like extending the greeting a little bit more um i pretty much mastered the hello so um yeah maybe you could say
0: welcome to backstory sessions yeah.
1: yes i i think that would be good or i could just say hello and you could say welcome to backstory sessions
2: yeah, you know, I, like I could give you, yeah. sure <laughs> give
1: you a chance to expand your um bilingual um well it, it would be more than buy or try because, right you know, 70 well what do not they not call? 70, yeah not all 70 would be a different language but
0: what do they I mean, call they that be. What do they call that when you can speak multiple languages?
1: Uh, well, I was just calling it bi and trilingual, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, um, poly something.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, uh,
0: polyglot. That's what it is.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, um, you know, we could possibly be that, um... Well,
0: I... I think you have to be, you have to have some proficiency in all those languages in order to be considered a polyglot. Well, I don't think, I, gonna, I don't think saying hello typically qualifies.
1: Well, you, you would do anything to knock me out of a title.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it, I'm sure it's, it's more than I know for sure, so. You got me there. Um, you
1: know, I'm going to be like half a poly when. <laughs> <laughs> now. I I just feel like, you know, it's a goal and we are always trying to improve and uh, you know, we we are headed in the right direction. I feel like
0: so. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. We um we have some We also did another poll about, you know, which kind of guests are preferred, uh, actors, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, writers, uh, musicians, singers, uh, all of those local people. I'm
0: going to say musicians won.
1: Well, um, it it ended up being a tie. Um, But, you know, the good thing is that in the episodes that we have left for this season... You know, next week we have a writer.
2: Oh, that's um, true, yeah.
1: Yeah, really interesting. And we, you know, t- today we have an actress. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a singer coming up, too. So, um, you know, really, uh, there's just something. We, oh, yes, definitely. We have a documentary. So, that's about a topic. And All right, that was yeah. Also popular. Um, so really, of all the the things that people said they would like, um, we we have at least one guest um, still to go in the season. So, you know, yay.
0: <laughs> yeah, trying to uh, you know appease everyone, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean they say you can't please everyone. True. Sure. You know, whoever says that maybe it's just like not trying hard enough.
0: That's true. Yeah, could be.
1: Could be um you know could be delusional to think that you can but <laughs> i just like you know just go on my own mindset there and feel like that the numbers support that we are reaching a lot of people and we're moving in the right direction so to me that translates into we're pretty much pleasing everyone
0: i think so yeah i mean there are, occasionally we'd There are things that don't please everyone, but you know that happens.
1: Well, I've noticed our critics are leaving. Uh, We we had a couple, (laughs) you know. uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't think it could be because they're not pleased, but um, you know that seemed to like keep them listening, so they could like, you know, have something to say about yeah what we need to improve on. But um. You know, at least two of the major ones are, like, MIA, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they've moved on to another podcast.
1: Yeah, the lesson learned there is, you know, don't be criticizing backstory sessions That's cause, right.
2: Because
1: <laughs> they'll get, like, we'll get so good you won't have anything to, like, criticize, and then you have to move on, and then... You know, then you know, then you miss out on hearing us.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah, so I, I would not wish that fate on anyone.
0: Ah, well, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it,
1: oh come on, you don't hate anybody that much that you would like wish that they would never hear us again. Oh no,
0: no. But I mean, you know, if if uh, I guess in this case, no news is good news.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Oh, well, we hope so. We can only hope.
0: <laughs> Maybe there there are people who are secretly harboring some, you know, criticism towards us that just aren't aren't.
1: Well, it now is your moment. If you're one of those, others, <laughs> something to say. We have at least two open spots for critics.
2: That's so, right. Uh, <laughs> bring it on. Right. right.
0: <laughs> We're taking applications.
1: <laughs> uh, but you know, don't be like, don't say so, and you know, and you know, like that. That criticism has sailed. Um, oh, that's true. Was, yeah, and it's not going to change. So,
0: what was what did your mother used to say? Um, you can't start a, a sentence yes. with well.
1: Yes, well, or so. Right. Yeah. Yes. So. <clears throat> Um, as we know, she is no longer, uh, able to listen here on Earth. Right. But, um, you know, hopefully she can still, like, um, get them the podcast somehow.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure she is listening somewhere.
1: Yeah, Mom. So, I, I did not start with, um, so or well this time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, well. yes
1: it it was always you yes
0: yes it was probably was yeah
1: (laughs) i think that this is gonna be really interesting with sarah booth to get back to our guest she um you know she is from canada and the the show three pines is filmed in canada so that's pretty cool too. Be able to, as I understand it, she grew up very close to the place that they're filming. Okay. So, you know, I'm just thinking about, I grew up in Jellico, Tennessee, shout out. And, um, you know, what if they were filming uh, a movie or a TV series there? How cool would that be? Because it's a small town and... um. It would be pretty shocking to me if all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> film crews showed up for sure. TV series or such, but, um, there is Grace Moore. She was a famous opera singer. She's from there. Yep. So at one point, if they would have shown up to like make a movie about her life, um, you know, it still would have been exciting, but, um, not as surprising as probably, you know, like... If you grew up in L.A., you're not going to have that same feeling probably because
2: there... Yeah. And
1: you grew up in New York, so you probably... I don't know. Were you close to any, um, you know, filmings of movies or whatever?
0: Well, I mean, in and around the area, there have been many different movies filmed over the years. Um, uh you know, and Woodstock happened up there, and, uh, so there's a lot of different events that have been, that have taken place, that have been filmed.
3: Well, in
1: Kentucky as well, um, you know, in different parts of Kentucky, there have been a lot of, um, a lot of movies and such, but, you know, it's just, I think, kind of cool if you come from a small town, and then, um, you get to go back as an actor, actress, um, you know, whichever you actually are, because we don't want to cause any controversy with, you know, if you're a man playing a woman or a woman playing a man, <laughs> but, you know, okay. like, I, I don't think where Sarah is that anyone cares, so good for you, Sarah, and Canada. But, um, yeah, <laughs> That you know, is a, bad for you, Yeah, that, you that is a
0: thing in Kentucky right now, as I recall.
1: Yes, yes, it is. And actually in other states as well. Hmm. Um, but to grow up and then, you know, there'd be uh, Three Pines, which is, you know, was the top rated um, series in Canada. And to have that be like right next to where you grew up and to get a leading role in that. I think she's going to have a fascinating story.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure she will, yeah.
1: I mean, what she could say, like, oh, well, you know, I hated my hometown. I did not want to go back. I had not been there. Yeah. (laughs) She could say that because, uh, you know, some people are not.
0: Yeah, that's true. Some people are not fond of where they grew up.
1: Yeah, they don't want to go back. So I guess we'll just have to wait and hear what her backstory is. but. Um. You know, we, we did leave out, and I felt bad, like, all week about this, but we were talking about a lot of people from Canada, you know, so talented that have come to the U.S., and, um, you know, we missed, we did not mention Justin Bieber, and I just want to say, like, you know, we should have.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned talent, so, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah well you know
1: baby 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 oh like, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. so, <laughs> I mean that's that is lyrics profound lyrics that have stuck with me all week and
0: Indeed, um, yes.
1: anyways I mean he's had to cancel his tour and so we wish him well of course but um he he is from Canada and uh, so I just wanted I think we should have mentioned him Yeah. and also um there's a female singer that we failed to mention, too, another one.
0: That's uh, true, yeah. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you want to say her name? Oh,
0: uh, that's Alana Morissette.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. So she's also, um, you know, there's just been so many. I mean, Canada is just amazingly talented, so.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All
1: right, well, let's um, talk to Sarah and see what her backstory is.
0: Sounds good. Here we go.
1: Sarah Booth, I want to welcome you to Backstory Sessions. We're so
3: excited to have you as our guest today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Well, you're um, currently on the very popular series Three Pines, and you know kind of keeping with that investigative theme um we like to like get some clues about your backstory and kind of build towards um, discussing three pines so sure um you grew up in Canada is that correct
3: i did yes i grew up just an hour south of montreal which is very close to where we actually shot the series we shot the series an hour east of montreal in the eastern townships and um i grew up in a small town very similar to three pines but a lot less murder and um, (laughs) i mean at least that i know of Um, but, (laughs) but yeah so it was it was very uh shooting the series was very much like coming home you know it was I could totally relate to the small town and all that stuff. So I grew up here. I never thought I would ever be an actor in my wildest dreams, but I was exposed to theater when I was in high school. They started an arts program where they put on the play Fame, and I was cast in the show. And once I did that show, I, you know, just got bit by the bug and, kind of did my research and realized that I could, you know, go to college for uh, professional theater, which is my parents were super supportive of me pursuing uh, my dreams in acting, but they definitely wanted me to get a post-secondary education. So it really worked out that they had an amazing theater program so close to my hometown in Montreal. So I did three years of theater school Uh, in Montreal before I graduated, got an agent and, you know, started uh, auditioning uh, with, you know, legit casting directors for film and television and also continued to do some theater.
1: Uh, So what was it about fame and that, um, you know, that first production that really just pulled you in?
3: For me, I had grown up doing dance. So I was used to being on stage. And I also competed uh, in the equestrian world. So I feel like I had like that sense of, you know, being watched by people being up on a stage, but I think just bringing in the acting and doing, you know, like just really portraying a lot of different emotions. And also, because it was a high school play, not only did we, you know, show up and do the acting part we also had so much uh participation in the creation of the show in the building of the sets in creating the music and so I think it was that you know that teamwork and uh collective creativity that probably really um got me (laughs) oh
1: were you um stand out you know, where is everybody looking at? Like, wow, Sarah is going to do something beyond this play.
3: Um, I I think maybe some people did. <laughs> I had a friend who was quite a few years older than me, and she had went to L. A. and was pursuing uh, acting as well. And I looked up to her. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be like Erica. She is awesome. She's you know auditioning for all these big movies and she came to see the show because her younger siblings also went to the same high school as I did and I remember her coming up to me after one of the performances and she gave me a David Mamet book and she signed it and encouraged me to you know, pursue my dreams in acting and I think that for me was like oh wow there's like a celebrity telling me to keep going like I was just so encouraged by that and what's really funny is you know we are both from the same town and she still is an actor and her children are actors and we have made short films together so it kind of was full circle that we've been able to work together and believe it or not two of her kids are in this week's episode of three pines
1: oh wow so that is really (laughs) cool how that like a full circle story yeah um, so had you not made it an acting what was the fallback plan you said your parents wanted you to have you know a, a degree or to have something in case so so what would that have been
3: So, before I discovered acting, because once I discovered acting, I had no plan B. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) So, I really kind of just jumped in uh, with two feet on that one. But before I had an uncle who was a spokesperson for a company, so he would get to go to all these fun events and, you know, be basically the like present the trophies and and do all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, I think, you know, being PR for a company and uh, traveling, I I kind of was attracted to that world. So I was going to go into communications.
1: Interesting. So you still would have been speaking and communicating. So definitely you were going to be in some career path, it sounds like, um, where you were communicating with people in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, um, after you go to college, um, and then you get the agent, how long is it until, you know, you get the first break?
3: Wow. Um, well, I remember coming out of college and being like, here I am world, you know, just really excited to get my starring role in a huge movie and you know <laughs> call the rest history and um you know you graduate and everyone's like who are you and you kind of get smacked <laughs> smacked in the face by reality so i was really uh lucky that my theater program also taught us how to put on a show and produce a show and stage manage lights all that stuff so I got together with a few of my friends that I graduated theater school with, and we put on a few shows to help us get some attention and to invite the agents to come see us. So that's what we did. And then I got an agent. I bugged her for about a year, and then finally she shot. She saw me in a show where I wasn't playing, you know, such a stretch, like in you know an old woman or you know in theater school. You just fill all the roles. We're all right. around the same age, and we just fill all the roles. And she was like, "Call me when you." Uh, when you have something a little more realistic. So I did, and she came and saw me, and she she emailed me probably about half an hour later and was like, I would love to sign you. And that's when I started auditioning for, you know, real uh, union jobs. And I was very lucky. As soon as I started auditioning, pretty soon after I kind of got, you know, three jobs back to back and was able to join the union right away, and I'm sure it was quiet for after that, but it was, uh, it was really good, you know, to give me that confidence when I first started booking, you know, real professional jobs to, to actually book them. Because, you know, sometimes you audition for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of projects and you're not, you know, booking any of those jobs, but there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It's just a lot of the time it's, you know, a lot of different factors coming together um, for you to get that part.
1: Um, how do you prepare for that, for the rejection uh, over and over?
3: I think it's something that you just have to kind of go through to get used to it. Because I remember having actors that had graduated from my theater program come and, you know, talk to us about what it's like being in the business. And, you know, they're like, make sure that you have really good hobbies that you love doing and that fulfill your soul and that kind of stuff. And we're all like... Why, like, all I want to do is act, like, I'm gonna 100% <laughs> jump into the acting pool, and then you realize, like, oh yeah, because even though y- you know it's it has nothing to do with your talent most of the time, you're just not gonna book certain roles because you're just either not right, they don't think you're right. The like, there's so many things that you just have no idea why they won't, you know, maybe you look like their sister and they hate your their sister, <laughs> like, you have no idea why they won't catch you, right. So, for me, one of the things that really made me feel, I guess, more in control and more sane was being able to create my own work, because at least I had control over that, where if I wanted to play a certain part that I hadn't played before, I could get together with people, make a short film, or, you know, put on a play that had that certain role that I wanted to play. So, I would say my advice for you know all the like basically you know silence in your career is to to just get used to making your own stuff and treating those times of quote-unquote unemployment as a time to you know do something else useful for your career so uh just to i guess change the perspective of like you know not working negative no not working positive let's do some other stuff and that way when the work does come i'm 100 percent ready and i'm not thinking about my taxes you know (laughs) 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 um
1: has there been a role that you auditioned for that you really had no idea that you would get like you'd stop (laughs) completely you were out of the running and then you got it uh
3: my role in three pines i think Uh, when i received yes when i received the audition i saw the caliber of the people involved the producers of the crown they you know they make the show outlander the director had also directed the crown and, and a bunch of other successful television shows so when I received the breakdown, I was like, oh, that's so sweet of Andrea, who's the casting director. I was like, that's so sweet of Andrea to even consider me for this role. You know, I'm probably being called in because I'm I'm local to the area and this is where they're shooting. So, sure, thanks for the opportunity. But, you know, they're going to probably go with the name. So I kind of really, like, went like not crazy with the character, but I really just kind of went for it with her because I didn't think I was going to get it. And I had spent so many years in Los Angeles auditioning for things that you're like, okay, you know, I'm just going to put myself on tape, probably not going to get this. And you just kind of get used to making auditions fun for yourself versus I don't know what they want, you know, instead of worrying so much. So I kind of, you know, really used this audition as kind of a, just a chance to play, have fun, create a really great character and also make Andrea, the casting director, laugh because she's known me. She, I My first film and television audition was with her. So I've known her for a long time. And, uh, oh, sorry, I'm on the phone and a bald eagle just flew by me. It was beautiful. Sorry. Wow, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I sent it in and she i didn't hear anything and then a month later i hear from my agent she's like remember that audition for three pines i was like oh yeah she said they really love the character that you built but they just think it was like way too big <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh i can't even believe they're surprised or they're they're interested and so they asked me to do the audition again but just you know give her like ground her a little bit more just like let the comedy happen with the dialogue so I gave them a, that version and they were really interested and they wanted to meet me and then we um we had a zoom session and they kind of found fa- found you know a fun middle ground that they were happy with and a couple of days later my agent called me and she was like hey they sent you to network and you're the only one they sent so it's looking good and I was like what
1: wow. <laughs> so I away.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty blown away by that. Well, that is so
1: interesting how that came to be. Um, had you read the um, books before that you auditioned?
3: I hadn't. No, when I received the breakdown, I went, uh, you know, online and Googled what these books were all about. I saw a New York Times bestseller. So I was like, OK, there's uh, how have I not heard of these books? Because they they take place so close to, you know, where I grew up. So I discovered um, that she had 17 books at the time, now she has 18, and I was like, oh wow. So I I just started researching my character. I realized that my character was a little bit different in the audition breakdown for the series versus the uh, character that we read in the books. So she was a little bit less um, stubborn and hard-headed. She was more eager in the television uh, series version, and more earnest, a little awkward. So I had fun building that character and um, really working with the, the directors and the producers to find, you know, the tone and the version of her that they, they were pleased with.
1: Great. And we're going to talk more about that character and uh, the development. But um, another interesting thing about you, I think, is... Um, the stunt work that you've done. So, yes, um, you know, where did that begin?
3: I feel like because I grew up on a farm, I grew up with horses, um, lots of adventures. (laughs) I think that probably sparked where uh, that career path came from. And also when I was an actor and I wasn't working very much, I would call up stunt coordinators because I had trained with some. Um, just on the interest of wanting to do more physical roles and once I did start training with them I started getting hired for stunt work and I was more than happy to be on set and perform um, those roles as well because there is a lot of acting in stunts as well and then when I moved to Los Angeles You know, it's a very expensive city and you kind of have to start your career over a little bit because a lot of the casting directors and producers in town aren't familiar with your work yet. So I auditioned for a live stunt show at Universal Studios Hollywood. And it's a short version of the feature film Waterworld. It's a abridged version of that movie in a stunt, um, I guess, spectacle. <laughs> and uh, we get to drive boats and uh, fight people and zip line and drive through fire and all that fun stuff. <laughs> so um, it it was like the best job I could ever ask for you know, on the side, because I got to perform in front of 3,000 people five times a day. It was, you know, I got great exposure. And when I was auditioning for stuff in Los Angeles, they, you know, people know the show down there. It's a, it's a big thing. And they would be like, why you're in Waterworld? That's so cool. And I'm sure I got a few parts because of that show. Um, Did you ever get
1: injured in any stunt work?
3: Yes. Yes. I definitely have nothing like nothing seriously injured. Just some sprains and some uh, bruises and uh, and uh, you know bumps, but uh, nothing ever too serious. I've definitely you know had some friends that got more seriously injured, and I think once I got to a point in my career as well where I felt like you know, it was building a little bit of momentum, I decided to stop doing the show, the live show, just because I thought it was a, you know, my head wasn't there as much. And sometimes I would be gone from the show for about two months. And then you come back and you jump back in and you're like, "Ooh, I feel rusty. So I just figured after after three and a half years, it was uh, time to retire my water roll dress, but I still Last summer, doubled one of my friends on a TV show for something really fun. So sometimes I still uh, I still dabble.
1: Uh, so uh, what was the most dangerous stunt that you've done?
3: I would have to say that it is probably the show because we are not. Always tied when we're doing the show. Like you're 40 feet in the air, you're jumping off of exploding platforms. There's people driving around you and uh, on jet skis. There's live fire. You, you know, there's fireworks everywhere. So I would say that's probably the most dangerous show or stunt that I've ever done because it's, you're doing it so many times, five times a day sometimes, and a lot of things go wrong, especially when it's live. So definitely the most dangerous. But uh, one of my favorite ones that I did not too long ago was a car chase, and I wasn't driving, thank God. But I was the sitting in the passenger seat, doubling uh, my friend actually, and I had an amazing stunt driver, and we got to just you know rip it up, and uh, I just had a blast, and I felt so safe because he was just he could stop within an inch of his mark, so we had a great time.
1: Um, So when you're not acting, are you kind of a daredevil too?
3: (laughs) Yes. Well, I feel like I used to be, but like now that I'm, you know, not 25 anymore, I definitely think before I do things a little bit more. But when I first moved to Los Angeles, I learned how to surf, which was fantastic. I ride horses. And um, I love doing, you know, action roles like fight choreography, boxing, jiu-jitsu, that kind of stuff keeps me happy. And uh, I just love to move my body. So I definitely do that a lot when I'm uh, not shooting or when I'm not busy. I also teach fitness when I'm off from work. So it keeps me, uh, keeps me busy and active.
1: Great. So, Matt, mm-hmm. what do you think about... Um... You know,
0: then acting and stunt work, acting, um. Yeah, I don't think that would be for me. I'm kind of, <laughs> a, you know, <laughs> I mean, five shows a day seems like a lot for the Waterworld thing. Um,
3: oh my gosh, I would get home and just faceplant. Like, man, I was so tired by the end of that day. <laughs> oh,
0: I can imagine. And, like, I mean, how many days a week were you doing this?
3: It depends. In the summer, it was definitely busier. Yeah. And around the holidays is really busy, but, you know, in January, sometimes there's only two shows a day in the park. Oh, I see. You know, in the summer, there's about you know seven to nine shows a day, so you have two different casts coming in to perform all those shows. So it really depends yeah. um, on the time of year. But during the summer, a lot of us were uh, in very good shape. I, guess.
0: <laughs> I bet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so um, when I, I was curious, do you like do any writing? You were you had said that you were um, you know you try and keep busy doing other things uh, when you're not you know when you're not working on a project and stuff too so do you do any writing at all
3: uh yeah i do i actually have a writing partner um that i met in los angeles she's now in santa fe Mm
0: -hmm. and so
3: we write over zoom or facetime we have a couple scripts Uh, One ready and uh, and a couple more that we're working on. And I actually co-wrote The Scare House with my husband, which is a movie that we made about 10 years ago that we sold to Universal Studios. It's a slasher horror movie. Um, So that I worked on with him. So, yeah, I do like to write. I wouldn't say it's something that, you know, I want to pursue. Full time. I definitely like to, you know, have some input in some projects that I'm working on. But it's not something that, um, you know, I'm like, oh, I want to sit down and write, yeah. you know, all these projects for myself. But I, I definitely love to write with other people. That's really fun.
0: What about the directing part of it? Because it, it seems like, uh, you know, a lot of actors go into directing and, uh, you know, they are producing and. and yeah.
3: Well, um, I I produce uh, quite a bit. I have it for a couple years just because I've been lucky and really busy. Mm-hmm. But I have produced a few projects. Um, my husband's a filmmaker, so we make a lot of uh, films together. We made a one take feature uh, three years ago, and it's eighty minutes, no cut, so it very much felt like you know theater and film yeah. together, which is really nice. But I would like to direct. um just not really my focus right now, but I thought, you know, maybe, in about 15 years, like when I'm 50, I was like, mm, maybe, maybe that's when I'm like, okay, I'll shift. But right now, <laughs> it's working out really great for me. So, you know, I'm just gonna ride this wave and then maybe, you know, pivot when sure. I when I feel like it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so what's the what's the hardest part of acting for you these days? Remembering lines, or is it, you know, some other aspect? Um,
3: I think for me the hardest part is um, basically when you're not either like when you're not working or when you don't have like a job yet. When mm-hmm. you're, I love like I'm I like auditioning because I like creating characters, but I also, you know, don't like not being able to play that character in the end of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a treat to just play them for, you know, like an hour or whatever that that it takes you to to, you know, do your audition taper. Uh, whatnot, but I think it's really the hardest part about not about being an actor is when you're not acting.
0: The downtime. It's
2: so
3: it's yeah, and the downtime, and also like the psychological yeah. factors of it of seeing your your friends are working or, you know, it's it's just really hard, and you just really have to understand that you know a lot of people take it out on themselves like oh I'm not talented enough or I'm not doing the right thing right. no just like you're doing the right thing. You just got to keep doing it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard because there's in, in so many other professions, there is, you know, a path or like, okay, so you've been here for 10 years. Here's your raise. Here's yeah. what's going to happen. You know, it's kind of a little bit more predictable, but in this career path, you could have auditions for 25 years and get your first part and, you know, boom, there you go. But I also have friends that, you know, it's one of their first auditions, audition and got the huge role and you know as someone who was auditioning for 25 years you're like
2: (laughs) (laughs) you know it's hard but
3: there's no rhyme or reason for it you know it's just like it's so unpredictable but I think that's also part of why I really love it because I don't know if I would be happy if I knew what my work week would was like every week
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's it like working with your husband I mean do you guys like I mean, how do you handle disagreements and, like, go home and be mm-hmm. civil to each other if you have, a, you know, like, some something going on on set that, like, isn't going the way that you'd like?
3: Um, well, actually, we work really well together because we have a shorthand, and it's, you know, like, I just feel so comfortable. Mm-hmm you know, talking to him about anything that I have a question about on set. So every working experience with him has been really positive. And I think, like, we thrive when we work together because we have, like, this goal. You know, we're both artists. So if we're both unemployed at the time, sometimes that's the hard part.
2: Right, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, Versus
3: we both have purpose and we're happy, uh, you know, both doing our passion. So if we do have disagreements, I mean, at the end of the day, it depends, you know, what – each of our roles is on set mm-hmm. if he's director and, and we have a disagreement, we always have a conversation but at the end of the day, he's the director so, you know, I kind of have to be like alright, <laughs> like you're, you're steering the ship, it's, it's your vision, you know
0: even if we were um, wrong
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly, you know, sometimes in the editing room, I'll be like, see
0: yeah. <laughs> see
2: um,
3: but, no, we we, we always find, um, you know, some kind of, yeah. of, you know middle ground that is just
2: um,
3: you know, just just works for the project, makes everyone happy. Um, so, yeah, I would have to say, like I'm just excited to work more together. He has quite a few projects going right now, and uh, you know, I'm busy. Mm-hmm. so we haven't had uh, a project to work on together since our our one take feature last call, but but I feel like there's one coming coming up soon for sure.
0: Cool. Cat. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think we should talk about your role in Three Pines. Um,
2: yeah.
1: You play a detective, so, um, you know, are you that kind of person that's always, like, looking for clues or wondering, like, what's the real story here? Uh, or how did you prepare for this? Besides, I know you said you researched.
3: Yeah, well, you know what, when I first got cast as her, I was like, Oh, wow, what a like, what a different person from me, you know, and then the more I played her, I was like, Oh, my gosh, we have so many similarities. And I kind of discovered that, like, as I was, you know, shooting the beginning of the series, when you know I was meeting all these new actors from, from, uh, from you know all the guest roles and all the regular roles on Three Pines, and I, you know, I would research everything they've done so that when they would get to set, I knew what they did so that we had something to talk about, and you know all <laughs> the, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I am her, <laughs> um, and you know everyone sent me, I would be like you know, some of my co-stars were like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I made this movie last year. And I'd be like, send me the link. And I would watch everyone's stuff so that like, I had good stuff to talk about. And, and I was like, oh, yeah. So I discovered that there was definitely a lot more similarities than I thought. And also, because I've had so many darker roles in, um, you know, my body of work. I always assumed that, you know that was kind of my hit that's those are the characters that I play and just having being able to play you know this this wonderful character you know in her lightness and her eagerness I've discovered that it's a lot closer to me than than any of the other roles which is really funny because most of the time when people meet me in real life pre Three Pines you know they have seen me in like Law and Order or like Star Trek or these darker roles and and they meet me and they're like, Oh wow. You're like so bubbly and like, nice. And (laughs) I didn't think you would be like this. And, uh, so, so, you know, the more and more I played her, the more I realized like, Oh my gosh, I am, I definitely feel, um, you know, as awkward as she does a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) What is the funnest
1: part about that character? Um, you know, something that you really enjoy.
3: I think what's so fun about playing her is before each scene, you know, so we we get on set and we, you know, hopefully everyone knows their lines and you kind of get to the area where you're going to shoot and you do a rehearsal. So you kind of figure out where, you know, everyone's going to stand and if it, if all that choreography works. So, uh, during that time, that's when I discover, you know, all this stuff that is around me. And I just kind of like unleash and let my intuition take over where I'm like okay I want to grab this I want to touch that oh he's going to walk over here okay I'm going to like go over there and like do this next room because he hates if I'm like gross and messy you know like so I just go into like creative mode which is really fun and then you go up to the direction and you're like okay so when I go over here I'm going to do this and then you know you kind of make a plan and I think that's the funnest part and having directors and producers around being like you know, I would go up to them and ask them, okay, is it okay if I do this? And they'd be like, go for it. Like just having like the full, like encouragement from their creators to be like, try anything and feeling safe with that. You know, some people would be like, yeah, try anything. And you try something and, you know, you feel like some judgment, like not on this set. We we were truly able to try so many different things, have so much fun and fail and not feel judged. It was just fantastic. So I think my favorite part was just, you know, being in my playground and discovering all those little subtle moments that I could bring to the scene. Um, Have you been a fan of um, detective
1: type shows um, or did you watch any of those in preparation for this role?
3: Yes. So I grew up being a huge fan of Law and Order SVU. So that was definitely, you know, a female detective that I always looked up to. And also, I, I mean, I love, you know, all the procedural detective shows like the Who It's always, you know, a fun, a fun thing to watch with people and, and, you know, figure out, oh, who is it? Who is it? And, and kind of like getting to know the formula too as an actor, you're reading so many of those scripts that you're like, okay, I know exactly who did it because they talked to that person <laughs> in the first scene and that's usually who it is, you know. <laughs> but um, but I was also, uh, you know, I love Twin Peaks. Uh, I was introduced uh, to Twin Peaks by my husband and I was just like, wow, this is the weirdest thing I've ever watched my whole life. And, you know, every episode leaves you with a hundred more questions. Yeah. But I really enjoyed that it was so wild and, and just... You know, it, it just felt like it, no one at a network ever gave that television show a note, and it showed. You know, with a, like in a in a good way. Um, so I I when I first got the role, they described it as Twin Peaks meets Fargo. So I rewatched Fargo, um, the movie, not the TV series, and uh, found some inspiration from that of just you know having just so many unique local characters mm. um, discovering you know these these outsiders creating havoc in their in their tiny little community so that uh those were were pretty much the biggest inspirations and of course the books you know i I dove into
2: the books
1: um are there any like local people that are participating in filming
3: yes well what's really great about the series is that the entire cast is canadian which is great and I would say probably seventy percent is from Montreal, um or you know, like local around the area. And a lot of the extras in the series are from the town that um, Three Pines production rented and transformed into Three Pines. So it was really fun to have them on set and have them be part of you know this this quirky uh, murder mystery. And you know, it just creates so much excitement. Around it, you know, when you're like they shot in, in the town and like that's me. I'm in the bistro. You know, it's like it's so fun to just be able to create that. And uh, so. So, yeah, it felt like they kept it very local. The local production company that was uh, involved, you know, is creates all the most amazing shows that are shot in Montreal. So that was wonderful to be able to work with them again and the crew is always a blast because that crew always has the most fun on set, I think. And it was great to be, you know, just see so many familiar faces because I've shot so many projects in this area that you walk on set and you're like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And you know, it just feels like a, like a family. It's, it's awesome. Mm
1: -hmm. Are there any real um, detectives or police officers that um, participate
3: Yes, they do actually. So uh, before the series started, we had, uh, uh, I would say, about like two or three hours with a police officer so that we could ask them questions and learn how to handcuff people and, you know, all the logistics and and questions that we were too embarrassed to, you know, ask anyone in real life, I guess. (laughs) And then um, what was fun is that. When they do uh, shoot scenes where there's a lot of extras that are police officers, they're all real police officers because they know exactly what to do, how to act, like the protocol, all that kind of stuff. So it was wonderful to have them on set. And we always had a consultant also on set. So if there was anything going on that you had questions about, you could go up to them and, and they were more than happy to help you out. And one of the biggest things was when I well for me (laughs) not for the series but for me when I put on my you know my big belt it's so heavy and you kind of just automatically like you know put your thumbs in your loopholes and kind of do that like front leaning posture and I was like oh my gosh this is so cliche like I can't do that and then I walked on set and I was surrounded by real police officers and they were all doing it and I was like okay
1: yes I can do this (laughs) it's a cliche for a reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Wow. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun, actually, to have the whole community involved and um, just um, it's just the whole experience. It sounds like a really interesting and uh, positive set to be on. Uh, what is the weather like? Um, you know, I imagine it to be cold, um, but you're probably used to it, so
3: yeah i mean it was you know we started shooting in september so in september it was quite nice and you know just gradually got colder and colder and the producers were and everyone was praying for snow because we needed we needed snow for those first two episodes which we actually shot last because we shot the series backwards for weather so when the snow came, there was a lot of happy people (laughs) and, (laughs) but, but yeah, it was definitely cold, but we were lucky because like I said, the costume, um, you know, the costume, uh, people on set and the dressers and everyone, they were just, they, they know, you know, how it is to shoot in Quebec. So they have you prepared with, you know, the hot shots and there's even electric like underwear that you can wear. So it's like, <laughs> you know, amazing. So we got it all to keep us warm for sure. But yeah, I'm used to it. I grew up here uh, and, you know, we're just used to being very, very cold in, you know, December, January, February. We actually just got a huge snowstorm last night. So it's supposed to snow for the next two or three days. So I think we're getting about... 30 centimeters of snow. Oh, Lord. Beautiful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Wow.
1: So what's next for you? What upcoming projects are you hoping for in the new year?
3: So for me, I have a couple episodes of uh, Murdoch Mysteries coming out in um, not long, I think, just after Christmas. So murder mystery, again, I guess it's uh, kind of my theme for this year. And I also have a one-take feature, the one that I was mentioning to you before. It's out on Peacock, Tubi, Amazon Prime, and also you can find it on YouTube. So if ever you want to check out that feature film, it's called Last Call. And in the new year, what I'm hoping, well, first of all, I'm hoping to make a crazy action movie, because that would be so fun, (laughs) and also hoping for season two. So hopefully, hopefully we get our season two and we can jump right back into uh, some more fun and murder in three Pines.
1: Awesome. Yeah, because season one is really taken off. Um, did you expect, did everyone expect it to be so successful?
3: I think we knew we had something special and different, but w- like, you know, they don't they don't always tell you everything, and you know we were kind of waiting, being like, "Okay, feedback is good from production, but you know they're not going to tell the actors it's not good if it's not good." You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. so you're kind of like, "I don't know, is it really good?" And then I was able to see a few clips, and when the trailer dropped, I was like, "Oh, okay, this <laughs> is gonna be good." And when I watched the first couple episodes, yeah, like I was I was really blown away. But I was I think what i'm most surprised by is how much the the like just the general public likes it for the fans i was like okay for sure the fans are going to watch the series cuz you know it's louis penny and they will they do anything for louis penny so i know they'll watch it but i'm just so surprised by how much you know just the regular public loves it because i thought maybe the quirkiness of the show i wasn't sure if you know if it was going to be more of a niche show, but people are digging it, and I think the the best part about it is so many uh, so many people that are love the books are you know women that are like forty and over mostly. Not everyone, obviously. There's fans of the books like in all um, you know in all ages, and but uh, one thing that they mentioned that I thought was so cute is that they started watching the series, and their husbands are like what is that and they are falling in love with the series now they don't want to read the books which is fine but they love 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 watching the sh- series with their wives and now they're kind of like sharing three pints together and i think that's so sweet girl that is
1: sweet
3: yeah <laughs>
1: well does your husband watch with you he
3: does he oh my goodness he's my number one fan he's such a good supporter and um he is just every day he wakes up and looks at all of the Three Pines social media, lets me know what's going on. Because, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm in the mood to, like, read what people are talking about and sometimes you're just not. It depends, right? Yeah, so right. He, he always keeps me up to date and finds all the articles. And, you know, he's very much like my husband manager in the best way possible. And, um, yeah, I'm just I'm so lucky to 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 have him and his support and he completely understands you know what i have to do for my career and he also is very excited for my career because you know the bigger my career gets the he gets to have you know this this pretty uh big actress in his movies now so it's pretty good for him too (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh.
1: (laughs) well i can't wait to see if there's gonna be season two and definitely we want to have you back. You know in the new year and talk about the the new projects that you'll be working on and also season two fingers crossed
3: yes oh i would love to yes it was such a pleasure speaking with you guys and and yes i'm sending all the positive vibes out there for season two all right well
1: it has been a pleasure sarah having you on and uh, we wish you a very happy new year and uh, happy holidays
3: Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you too.
0: As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at IWritePlays at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at Gmail.com, or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.